0: Elias was the first of the great prophets of the northern kingdom of Israel. God now, as he had in the past, protected his people and called them to repentance in the judges. And if you remember, the judges were not merely people who pronounced judgment, but who were military deliverers and unifiers of the people so we must see now in God's prophets not merely people who foretold the future, but who bore witness to God and called the people to repentance away from their worldly ways and their a, uh, attachment uh, and contamination with idolatrous practices. It was to convert the kings and the people, therefore, that God sent these prophets. By word and by deed, they preached penance, announced the impending punishments, foretold many things concerning the future redeemer, and God also wrought many miracles through them in order to show that he sent them. They're generally placed in two classes, those who were prophets essentially in their deeds, and this is the case with Elias, and those who were prophets according to their writings which we will consider at a later stage. Now, Elias was probably born sometime about 900 BC, and he was raised in the village of Thisbe, a small village in the northern kingdom, cut off from the general tenor of society and apparently, therefore, not so corrupted by the idolatrous practices which were gaining ground, and particularly the cult of the fertility god Baal. During the years that Elias was growing up, political turmoil had racked the northern kingdom, which was engaged in a destructive and debilitating war against the southern kingdom of Judah. However, peace and political stability finally came to Israel when Omri seized the throne of the northern kingdom in about 876 and negotiated an accord with Judah. Thus peace came between the two Israelite nations. Since Omri's lands included a large Canaanite population, he formed a close alliance with Phoenicia and sealed it by marrying his son, Ahab to the Phoenician princess Jezebel, the daughter of King Ithbal of Sidon. This peace brought prosperity and trade so that the kingdom of Israel entered a period of prosperity such as had never been seen in the last hundred years since the death of Solomon. Ahab the seventh king of the kingdom of Israel did more evil however in the sight of the Lord than all that were before him. He took to wife Jezebel the daughter of Ethbaal, king of Sidon and adored Baal He built a temple to Baal in Samaria, the capital of his kingdom, and called 450 priests to worship Baal, but the priests of the Lord he killed. At the command of the Lord, the prophet Elias went into the wicked king and said, As the Lord liveth, there shall not be dew nor rain these years until my my mouth do say so. By these words, and by declaring that there would be no further rain for years, Elias, of course, was challenging the cult of the god Baal, the god of fertility, therefore the god of rain. And if the prophet of God could, uh, could thus take away the power of Baal, then, indeed, it was demonstrated that the pagan gods were not gods at all. Then the word of the Lord came to Elias. Hide thyself by the brook of Kareth, east of the Jordan. There thou shalt drink of the brook. And I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. Elias went because of the hostility now which would gradually build up against him as the land was parched and a famine came. The ravens brought him bread and meat morning and evening and he drank of the brook. But after some time the brook was dried up for it is not rained upon the earth. Then the Lord said to Elias, Go to Sarepta, in the land of the Sidonians. I have commanded a widow woman there to feed thee. He went to Sarepta. When he was come to the gate of the city, he saw a widow woman gathering wood. He called her and said, Bring me a little water. When she was going to fetch it, he called after her, saying, Bring me also a morsel of bread. But she answered, As the Lord liveth, I have no bread, but only a handful of meal in a pot and a little oil in a cruse. I am gathering a few sticks that I may go in and prepare what little is left for me and my son, that we may eat it and die. Elias said, Fear not. First make for me a little hearth cake, and afterwards prepare something for thyself and thy son. For thus saith the Lord, The pot of meal shall not waste, nor the cruse of all be diminished, until the day wherein the Lord will give rain upon the face of the earth. She did according to the word of Elias. The part of meal wasted not, and the cruise of all was not diminished. It came to pass after this that the son of the widow fell sick and died. Elias prayed, O Lord, my God, let the soul of this child I beseech thee, return to his body. The Lord heard the voice of Elias. And the soul of the child returned into him, and he revived. And the woman said to Elias, Now I know that thou art a man of God, and the word of the Lord in thy mouth is true. For three years and six months it had not rained, and there was a grievous famine in Samaria. Then the Lord said to Elias, Go and show thyself to Ahab, and I will give rain upon the face of the earth. When Ahab had seen him, he said, Art thou he that troubleth Israel? Elijah said, I have not troubled Israel, but thou and thy father's house, who have forsaken the Lord and followed Baal. Gather all Israel and the 450 priests of Baal on Mount Carmel. Aqib did so, and he himself went up to the mountain. Elias stood before the people and said, How long do you halt between two sides? If the Lord be God, follow him, but if Baal, then follow him. The people did not answer him a word, and Elias said, I alone remain a prophet of the Lord, but the prophets of Baal are four hundred and fifty men. Let two bullocks be given us, and let them choose one bullock for themselves. Cut it in pieces, lay it on wood, and put no fire under it. I will dress the other bullock. Call ye on the names of your gods, and I will call on the name of my Lord. Let the God that shall answer by fire be God. And the people said, A very good proposal. The prophets of Baal took the bullock which he gave them and dressed it. And they called on the name of Baal from morning until noon, crying, O Baal, hear us. But there was no answer. Elias jested at them, saying, Cry with a louder voice. Perhaps Baal is talking, or is in an inn, or in a journey, or perhaps he's asleep and must be awakened. So they cried with a loud voice and cut themselves till they were all covered with blood. But no one answered. Elias said to the people, Come ye unto me. He took twelve stones, built an altar, and made a trench about the altar. Then he cut the bullock in pieces, laid it upon the wood, and ordered water to be poured upon it until the trench was filled. When it was time for the evening sacrifice, Elias prayed, O Lord God, show this day that thou art the true God. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the holocaust the wood and the stones, and licked up the water that was in the trench. The people fell on their faces and said, The Lord is God, the Lord is God. Elias said, Take the prophets of Baal and let not one of them escape. Elias brought them down to the torrent season and had them killed there. Hereupon Elias went up to the top of Mount Carmel and cast himself down upon the earth to pray. Then he said to his servant, Go and look towards the sea. He looked and said, There is nothing. Elias said again, Go. Thus he did seven times. At the seventh time the servant said, A little cloud ariseth out of the sea. And Elias said, Go up and say to Achab, Prepare thy chariot and go down, lest the rain overtake thee. The heavens grew dark with clouds, and they fell a great rain. Echab told Jezebel that Elias had slain the prophets of Baal. And And Jezebel, far from being converted, sent a messenger to Elias, saying, Such and such things may the gods do to me, and add still more, if by this hour tomorrow I make not my life as the life of one of them. And Elias was afraid, and rising up he went to Beersheba of Judah, and left his servant there, and he went one day's journey into the desert. Then, in weariness of heart, he prayed that he might die, and casting himself down under a juniper tree, he fell asleep, and behold, an angel of the Lord touched him, and said to him, Arise, and eat. He looked, and behold, there was at his head and hearth cake, and a vessel of water, and he ate and drank. And he fell asleep again. And the angel came a second time and touched him and said to him, Arise and eat, for thou hast yet a great way to go. And he rose and ate and drank, and walked in the strength of that food forty days and forty nights unto the mount of God Horeb. And when he was come hither, He abode in a cave, and behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, and he said to him, What dost thou here, Elias? And he answered, With zeal have I been zealous for the Lord God of hosts, for the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, they have thrown down thy altars, they have slain thy prophets with the sword, and I alone am left, and they seek my life to take it away. And he said to him, Go forth and stand on the mount before the Lord, and uh, and behold, the Lord passeth. And a great and strong wind before the Lord, overthrowing the mountains and breaking the rocks in pieces, the Lord is not in the wind. And after the wind an earthquake, and the Lord is not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake a fire, and the Lord is not in the fire, and after the fire a whistling of gentle air. And when Elias heard it, he covered his face with his mantle, and coming forth, stood in the entering of the cave. And behold, a voice unto him, saying, What dost thou hear, Elias? And he answered, With zeal have I been zealous for the Lord God of hosts, because the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, they have destroyed thy altars, they have slain thy prophets with the sword, and I alone am left, and they seek my life to take it away. And the Lord said to him, Go and return on thy way through the desert to Damascus. And when thou art come hither, thou shalt anoint Hazel to be king over Syria. And thou shalt anoint Jehu, the son of Namsi, to be king over Israel. And Eliseus the son of of uh, thou shalt anoint to be prophet in thy room. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall escape the sword of Hazel shall be slain by Jehu, and whosoever shall escape the sword of Jehu shall be slain by Eliseus. And I will leave me seven thousand men in Israel, whose knees have not been bowed before Baal, and every mouth that has not worshipped him, kissing the hands. By this incident, Almighty God shows to Elias, his almighty power and gives Elias the lesson that the power of God, of course, is not to be found in the powers of nature, in the rain and in the wind, and in the earthquake and the breaking of the rocks into pieces, such powers as were attributed to the gods, the pagan gods of nature, and particularly the god Baal. But rather that the that the power of God is heard in the in the whistling of a gentle air, in quietness and in peace." And this lesson may have been also for Elias himself, Elias who was a man of great passion, of great vehemence, a man who felt, perhaps, that uh, he was almost necessary to bear witness to Almighty God. See how he bewails the fact that all the other prophets are slain and that he is left alone and that they seek his life in order to take it away. And what will happen if his life is taken away? How will the witness be made to the power of the true God? And God rather overlooks us and tells him rather to go and anoint Hazael, the king of Syria, and, uh, and to uh, anoint Jehu also, to be the king of Israel. And why does Almighty God say this? He's telling Elias that nothing is ever fixed and that the enemies of God, although they seem to be permanent fixtures which can never be removed, that in this world everything changes and the political powers change and that, uh, and, and that thereby Almighty God was already a, arranging a, uh, the destruction of the enemies of his people And would make new arrangements uh, uh, in order to bring about uh, the manifestation of his glory. Elias returned, and he found Eliseus plowing with twelve yoke of oxen. Elias cast his mantle upon him, and forthwith Eliseus left the servants and the oxen, bade farewell to his father and his mother, and followed. Elias. Here we see already now the beginnings uh, of a new era. A new prophet a, a, is, a, is, is to be raised up in the place of Elias. and God himself has assured Elias that he is not alone, that, uh, that he has preserved to himself seven, thousand who have not, in fact, contrary to appearances. Given themselves over to the cult of Baal, and after these things, Naboth the Jezreelite had at that time a vineyard near the palace of King Ahab in Samaria, and Ahab spoke to Naboth, saying, "Give me thy vineyard that I may make me a garden of herbs, because it is nigh and joining to my house, and I will give thee for it a better vineyard." Or, if thou think it more convenient for thee, I will give thee the worth of it in money. But the vineyard, being the inheritance of his fathers, which was very sacred to the Israelites, Naboth refused to part with it. This refusal annoyed the king so much that he threw himself upon his bed and sulked and refused to eat. And Jezebel, his wife, said to him, What is the matter that thy soul is so grieved? And when Ahab told her that Naboth had refused to part with his vineyard, she bade him to eat and to be merry, promising that she should obtain the vineyard for him. So she wrote letters in the king's name, and sealed them with his ring, and sent them to the ancients and to the chief men of the city, directing them to proclaim a fast, and place Naboth among the chief of the people, and then to bring two false witnesses to publicly accuse him of blasphemy and on their accusation to stone Naboth to death. And it came to pass, when Jezebel heard that Naboth was stoned and dead, she said to Ahab, Arise and take possession of the vineyard of Naboth, who would not agree with thee, and give it to thee for money, for Naboth is not alive but dead. And when Ahab heard that Naboth was dead, he arose and went into the vineyard of Naboth to take possession of it. And as he went down to the vineyard, he met the prophet Elias, who announced God's judgment upon him, and the entire destruction of his family, adding, In this place, wherein the dogs have licked the blood of Naboth, they shall lick thy blood also. And of Jezebel, he said, The dogs shall lick Jezebel in the field of Jezreel. And when Jacob had heard these words, he rent his garments, and put hair cloth upon his flesh, and fasted and slept in sackcloth, and walked with his head cast down. And the Lord said to Elias, Hast thou seen Ahab humbled before me? Therefore, because he hath humbled himself for my sake, I will not bring the evil in his days, but in his son's days I will bring the evil upon his house. Ahab soon afterwards engaged in a war against the Syrians, and he was accompanied to battle by Josaphat, the king of Judah, these two Israelite kingdoms now being at peace and friendship with each other, who, after entering into an alliance with the kingdom of Israel, had married his son to Athaliah, one of Akab's daughters. Before going to battle, Josaphat wished to consult the divine will. Ahab therefore, assembled 400 prophets of his kingdom, who all urged the monarchs to go up. Joseph, however, was not satisfied. He desired to know if no prophet of the Lord was to be found. To which Ahab replied, there was one Micias. But he added, I hate him, for he never prophesied good things of me but only evil. The prophet was sent for and he foretold that the war should be unsuccessful and that it should end in Ahab's death. Ahab ordered him to be carried off at once to prison to be there fed with the bread of affliction and the water of distress, until he himself should have returned victorious in peace. If thou return in peace, replied the prophet, the Lord hath not spoken by me. Before going to battle, Ahab changed his dress, so that he might not be recognised by the enemy, who he supposed would specially seek his life. During the progress of the battle, Ahab was transfixed by an arrow shot at random, and finding himself dangerously wounded, he ordered his charioteer to take him out of the battle. Acab died of his wound and was buried in Samaria. His chariot was taken to the pool of Samaria, where it was washed, and the dogs licked up his blood, as the prophet had foretold. Acab was succeeded by his son Ochezias, who died in the second year of his reign. Falling through the lattice in his palace at Samaria and being greatly injured by the fall, he sent messengers saying to them, Go consult Beelzebub, the god of Acharon, whether I shall recover of this my illness. The messengers were met on the way by Elias, who sent them back to Ocasias, bidding them tell him that because he had sent him to Beelzebub instead of the god of Israel, he would surely die. And the messengers returned and told the king what Elias had said. Recognising from the description given by the messengers that it was Elias who had sent them back, Ocasias at once dispatched a captain and fifty men to bring him in his presence. The captain went up to the prophet, as he was seated on the top of a hill, and said to him, Man of God, the king hath commanded that thou come down. And Elias answering said to the captain of the fifty, If I be a man of God, let fire come down from heaven and consume thee and thy fifty. And there came down fire from heaven and consumed him and the fifty that were with him. A second captain and fifty men sent by the king shared a similar fate. A third fifty was sent, and the captain fell upon his knees before Elias and said, Man of God, despise not my life and the lives of thy servants that are with me. Elias was told by an angel to go down, and and he accompanied the soldiers into the presence of the king and announced to him in person his approaching end. So he died according to the word of the Lord, which Elias spoke, and Joram his brother reigned in his stead. And it came to pass, when the Lord would take up Elias into heaven by a whirlwind, that Elias and Eliseus were going from Galgal. And Elias said to Eliseus, Stay thou here, because the Lord hath sent me as far as Bethel. And Eliseus said to him, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. And when they were come down to Bethel, the sons of the prophets that were at Bethel came forth to Eliseus and said to him, Dost thou know that this day the Lord will take away thy master from thee? And he answered, I also know it. Hold your peace. And Elias said to Eliseus, Stay here, because the Lord has sent me to Jericho. And Eliseus refused to leave him. And when they were come to Jericho, the sons of the prophets that were at Jericho came to Eliseus and said to him, Dost thou know that this day the Lord will take away thy master from thee? And he said, I know it. Hold your peace. And Eli said to him, Stay here, because the Lord has sent me as far as the Jordan. And again, Eliseus refused to leave him. And they two went on together. In the meantime, 50 of the sons of the prophets, that's to say the disciples of the prophets, went upon the heights behind Jericho and watched the two prophets from afar. Arrived at the Jordan, Elias took his mantle and folded it together and struck the waters. And they were divided hither and thither, and they both passed over on dry ground. And when they were gone over, Elias said to Eliseus, Ask what thou wilt, have me do for thee before I be taken away from thee. And Elisea said, I beseech thee, that in me may be thy double spirit. And he answered, Thou hast asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if thou see me when I am taken from thee, thou shalt have what thou hast asked. But if thou see me not, thou shalt not have it. And as they went on, walking and talking together, behold, a fiery chariot and fiery horses parted them asunder, And Elias went up by a whirlwind into heaven. And Eliseus saw him and cried, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the driver thereof. And he saw him no more. And he took hold of his own garment and rent it in two pieces. And he took up the mantle of Elias that fell from him. And returning to the Jordan, he struck the waters with the mantle of Elias, but they were not divided. And he said, Where is now the God of Elias? He struck the waters a second time, and they were divided hither and thither, and Eliseus passed over. Eliseus, who had received the double spirit, the double portion, that which was reserved to the firstborn, is now to become the successor of Elias as the prophet of God to the northern kingdom. The great and towering figure of Elias, of course, is is he who was considered to be perhaps the greatest of all of the prophets. It was in Elias that we see a figure of our blessed Lord himself. Elias, like Jesus Christ, was sent by God. He was a prophet and a miracle worker. He raised the dead to life. A, and the, the raising of the son of the widow for Sarepta, of course, reminds us of the raising of the dead from the dead of the widow of Naim. He multiplied meal and oil, as our Lord uh, multiplied the loaves and the fishes. He fasted for forty days and forty nights, as did our blessed Lord. He was persecuted by the ungodly, and he was sorrowful unto death. Strengthened by an angel... Translated into heaven, and will come again according to the, uh, the tradition of the Jews and according to the prophecy of uh, of Malachi of Malachias, which ends the the, the Old Testament, that he will come uh, to save the chosen people at the end of time, and will be the precursor of the Messiah, as indeed John the Baptist was to come in the spirit of a liar